A very warm welcome to This World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello everyone and welcome to this World Game Changers podcast episode. My name is Rebecca, I am one of the directors of World Game Changers. Um, I direct the leg, uh, which is Life Enhancing Goal, Awareness Raising and Mindful Communication. And um, today I am joined by a very wondrous guest um, who is actually a very, probably a, fam- a familiar voice um, on the podcast because he's usually the host. So, uh, Paul Lowe, welcome, Paul. I like the formality. Just so you know who it is, listeners, Rebecca introduced my surname there. Thank you for that, Mom. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul, today we have a a very interesting title for the podcast, um, which is, How Crazy Are You?, Wow. And what a listeners, what a fantastic four words that is. How crazy. Because, you know, in our own way, aren't we all a little zany, a little crazy, a little, you know, even if we don't think that about ourselves, I'm sure at some time or other, you know, others have put that label on us, or you you're you're not, you're mad, you're crazy. You know, what they're really saying is you don't fit in with my way of thinking. So I think that's a kind of base level understanding that we're all different and that's absolutely to be celebrated. But I think it's fair to say, uh, Rebecca, that arguably some of us are more abstract than others, if you want to use that word abstract rather than crazy. (laughs) Well, yeah, because I I guess that uh, introduces what is crazy, you know, Um, and as you've alluded to there, we all are living life from our own perspective, um, from our own, uh, we're in our own worlds, aren't we? You know, we are literally living life from our being, from our essence, from our lens of, of who we are. Mm. Uh, and we only really, you know, give uh, so much of us, of, of, of what we are, you know, to, to, the outside world if you like so I kind of see it as an iceberg where there's a tip of the iceberg of what we show people and then actually underneath there's a whole other realm um so any thoughts any thoughts on that yeah loads loads uh I agree with that that uh you know we create we create a mask don't we for the outside world to you know this is who I want you to see and if I can be allowed to kind of share my own insight, my own experience, I wore that mask for, for many years. And that was a shield against my own insecurity, my own vulnerability. I didn't want to let people in because people hurt me. And so I wore this. I created this persona, this crazy persona of a mad drinking, hard fighting Irishman. I mean, that was the image mm. I cultivated. Mm which was not, absolutely not. 
but it was my own survival that that craziness was my own survival mechanism for well literally just surviving yeah and when i look back on it now i mean i really understand what was playing out i didn't at the time i was so immersed in this conditioned fear-driven way of thinking and i think now rebecca that's probably why i've almost gone to the other extreme realizing that that freedom that exists because we get so trapped in this judgment and expectation of others that it's like you know we think that the, the outside world really is observing us watching us judging us and in a in some kinds of ways they are but actually who really cares because mm. in the next moment we're gone People are too wrapped up, and I'm generalizing now, and of course we shouldn't generalize, um, but people are that wrapped up in their own world. But in our world, we think that we're the center of their world. We're not. We're not. Mm. Not at all. And so yeah, I, I people, think one, yeah. Sorry. So one, one of the things I've learned over the years is just to peel back those layers and say, do you know what? This is me in all my whatever it is, whatever label you want to stick on me because I choose not to accept those labels, by the way. But if it, if it makes you happy, that's fine. You do what you need to do. But that freedom that goes with being, I don't know, creative, zany, crazy, call it what you will. But that freedom is massive. Once you drop that mask of expectation and, and perception of judgment of others, it's massive. Because mm. you get to the point where actually you just don't respectfully, you don't give a damn what other people think or say. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, we, the more people that do do that as well, the more that I feel like it inspires other people to drop that mask and come outside of themselves a bit more because we use other people as a reference point in, in a way, you know, we're kind of always looking at, you know, others, what they're doing, how they're showing up, how they're being. And even if we, you know, with all the awareness in the world, we still do, we still do that. Um, and, um, and compare and, you know, so it is inspiring. I think when someone shows up and they are in their fullest expression and, you know, they've completely embraced, um, who they are and what they're about. And they're just, you know, expressing that and, and being authentic and, and true, uh, that energy, I feel like that energy is really contagious. Yeah. So it's yeah. very inspiring to be in that energy w with someone that has embraced that. And not that there's a, a you know, uh, uh, an end point where you get to and you're like, aha, now I've, you know, but there, it's a journey, isn't it? But there's there's stepping stones probably within that. Um, was there a, a kind of tipping point for you? Is there any kind of, in your uh in your life any kind of memorable shift where it you really felt like aha now I've I've really dropped the mask I've really embraced um my true self or was it more of a kind of like gradual process along the way where there was no you know aha moment what a great question that is um hmm I think from childhood, um, I've always been mass. I mean, we're listen. We're all we're all different. We're all unique. We know that. But as I look back to my early childhood, I mean, I was, 
I was labeled a child genius. I was off the charts. I was, I don't know, you know, what the modern day terminology, but I was like, I didn't think or speak or say, I didn't run with the crowd. And that was even before things really started to take a downward turn when I was eight. So up until that point, I was happy-go-lucky. I had the beautiful influence of two matriarchs in the form of my mother and my grandmother and my beautiful uh, dog, Rocky, my beautiful canine spirit, Rocky. And I was, you know, he was extremely poor, but I was blissfully happy, blissfully happy. I can remember that. But, mm. you know, my, I, I, just looking back and the labels, you know, that, you know, even when I was in sort of, you know, early school, primary school, I was like way, way, way ahead of, you know, the other kids. And, you know, I got called names because I was a freak. And, you know, I was like, I was just so in front of everything and my way of thinking and acting and doing, and you know, but I didn't care. I actually didn't care because I felt so secure within myself. Um, but very mindful of that from that early age and, and then, obviously, at the age of eight, things took a, a downward turn for the next six years, which were, yeah, very challenging, to say the least. And, um, you know, even in then, that kind of abstractness that I'd played, that had played out in my first formative years up until the age of eight, kind of reciprocally went the other way. It's like, rather than it coming from a place of flow and love and ease and freedom, it was like just went to the other extreme. So that madness that people had, you know, seen or witnessed or judged previously then showed itself in a more darker side because I was surviving. You know, mm. my behavior was not normal. It, I learned violence very quickly. And you yeah. learn to overcome physical pain. You can overcome physical pain. Emotional pain, well, that's a different kettle of fish altogether. And um, so I kind of, you know, I felt myself sort of just stumbling deeper and deeper down and down and down um, into the depths of darkness and despair. And, you know, just, well, you know, the story that goes at 13 and off my first suicide attempt. Um, so two really polarized situations. So in terms of something that got me out of it, there's one thing, there's one constant thread, whether the days were you know, irrespective of whether it was lighter or darker or whatever they were, because at the end of the day, they were both experiences and there is no judgment to be had. But, you know, our mind, our human mind insists on framing it. That was good. That was bad. We'll put one in that box and one at the other end of the scale at the other box. Well, that's just us, the part of the story. But when you're entrapped in that, particularly that negativity and that darkness and, you know, despondency it's very hard to be philosophical about life mm -hmm. and that's where i think mentoring comes in to have that kind of riverbank that that special somebody in your life to just hold that space that love for you because love is the thing irrespective of whether the days were dark um, or light when i look back on the one thread it's love that's mm. you know that's that's the thing so was there a tipping point? Was there a eureka moment? Probably not. But what there has been is this interwoving rich tapestry of experiences throughout my life that at any one given moment in time, I framed a story around it. 
And of course, what I have now is the wisdom and experience to say there is no story. Other than what you choose to create, I can make something really sensational out of it or not, as the case may be. It's just a story I tell myself. And I think there again, once you have that insight and that knowing, there's so much liberation in terms of what others expect or what we think others expect of us and how they're going to judge us, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and that's why I now use terminology like I love to kiss the sun and touch the moon. You know, abstract, zany statements that probably, you know, they're, they're, they're far out there. They don't make sense. I don't know. But in terms of my own spirit, it does. And when I exude energy, people will people will be the judge of how that lands with them. Maybe it's too much for them. Maybe it's too crazy for them. Maybe it's too loving for them. Maybe it is whatever. I don't know. That's not my role. My role is to be me. And how it lands with others, well, you know, we all have choices. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, uh, I mean, quite a journey. And, um, you know, those zany ways of looking at life and, you know, kiss the sun, touch the moon. And as you say, expressing yourself um, and how it lands with others is just how it lands with others. And, you know, it's um, it's really uh, showing more of a reflection of where they're at. If you know, whatever, however they kind of choose to um, to respond or react, um, you know, it goes back to that idea that everything's a mirror, really, in life. So, you know, if so, if someone's finding you to this or to that, or you know, it's not nothing to do with you. It's actually every, showing you know each and every way in which the place that they are at in their life um so in terms of uh craziness then I mean it's I, I love I love that expression kiss kiss the sun and touch the moon because it's kind of an impossible thing um in mm. many ways in our in our logical mind mm. um but it's very um it's very playful and uh it's in a way, yeah, it is it's kind of a crazy, crazy statement. So um, it gets people thinking outside the box, I think. It gets people kind of stretching their mind. It's, it creates, a for me, it creates a really visual thing of the sun and the moon. And, you know, they're, they're very far away to us and we see them in the sky and they're kind of these, you know, it, them in themselves are a crazy thing. The sun, the, a huge ball of fire hovering in in the sky you know mm. um same with the moon it's just like what the hell um yeah, yeah. and this self-expression that we have as as energy i mean we've got this thing called a human body and i think we put far too much emphasis on this this thing called a body you know i'm not saying don't look after it. i'm not saying that at all but there's something far deeper within us you know, the body is, for me, it's like a car. It's the paintwork. It's it's the outside. But what's really underneath the engine? You know, what's the purpose? What's our soul's purpose? Going really deep on why we're here. You know, who am I? Not who I think I am, because, you know, I am male of a certain age, of a certain, you know, label this, label that, label the other. But going beyond all that, and that liberation, that freedom, that love that goes with that energy, that vi high vibration of 
do you know what, world? Why don't you, you know, let's go and sit down in a puddle and let's get our pants wet. You know, silly things that kids would do. But we've lost, as adults particularly, we've lost that childlike curiosity. You know, I remember kids like you build, you've got some cards and you build that kind of big triangle and you layer it in. And then, you know, somebody uh, usually if you've got a brother or sister out of spite, just comes along and kicks it all over. And you see the reaction of kids. It's like, yeah, and I'll build it again. Whereas with the metaphoric kicking over of the cards or whatever you with adults, it's like, what did you do that for? Da 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 da. You know, we get so angry. It's like, you know, there's an old saying that I learned sort of thing: pick your fights. And I've actually dropped that. You know, even that language about fight. <laughs> it's like, okay, you're still talking about fighting, Paul, but that conditioning that that's within us. That, you know, mm. from whatever aspect of the environment it's come from, it's in us. And it's that self, self-awareness, self that self-observation to actually just embrace and accept what beautiful, beautiful beings we are already. We don't have to do anything other than be vulnerable enough to express that love, that energy, that creativity, that vibrancy, whatever it is. Mm. But no, we lose all that. Oh, well, I can't tell somebody I love them because they'll think they'll think I'm crazy or, you know, yeah, tell them, tell them. Mm. Because how many times, particularly with family members, I wish I'd have said that to my brother, my sister, you know, whatever, blah, blah. Oh, you know, they've gone now. Yeah. I wish I'd so much I'd have said, well, don't wish, do it. Mm. Yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it? Because we kind of get so accustomed to life and we 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 almost act like we're going to live forever and it's you know i i often think um it's i find it really interesting or curious that when people are faced with you know um life or death experiences or people that are on their deathbed and you know it becomes all very clear at that point and it's like how can we really um you know tap into that every day and and um because it's it's uh you know we're not we're not promised tomorrow and we we really lose sight of that i think um and as you say um you know just being vulnerable and and exposing what we truly feel and think and you know not being afraid to to embrace all of life in all of its forms um so yeah, I think that. Uh, yeah, I think it's. I think it's a practice um, of really just tuning into the bigger picture. Yeah, and and letting that beat, you know, that beat of that uh, that energy, let it dance, let it let it vibe, let it express itself, and be part of that because you are that vibration, and tap into that. And then the superficial level stuff about, you know, and this, I, I can only, look, it's not for me to judge what anybody does or doesn't do, but I can take ownership and I will take ownership of my own, you know, this dance that I'm involved with, with myself, you know, um, of, of this kind of expression of um, who I am, not who I think I am, but this whole understanding and knowing and whether people believe it, like it, don't like it it's none of my business but it's about that that relationship with self 
and more importantly, that relationship with source that fuels us with that energy that helps us to do amazing things. Mm. Because yeah. if we come trapped in our own kind of belief system of X, Y, or Z, and I spent a lot of time in this space, so I speak from experience, it's so fear-driven and limiting. And it's having that, that awareness or that somebody in your life to just say, put that arm around you and say, do you know what? It doesn't have to be this way. Mm. It really doesn't have to be this way. And what if? I love asking what if questions. Mm. And can I just say on the age thing, which for me, you know, and I know it's a cliche, but age, you alluded to the, you know, we're here for a short time in this physical body. Yes, we are, relatively speaking. Yes. But I just want to put it out there, listeners. And I've had this from a kid. I've had this from a kid that the 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 figure of 120. Now people think, yeah, yeah, whatever, Paul, you're absolutely nuts. One of the statements I hear, and I've shared this with you privately, Rebecca, is, "Oh, you're back on the drink again, Paul. Have you with some of your mad statements?" Yeah. Well, no, I'm not back on the drink, but yeah, whatever. I love to quote Catherine Tate. Whatever. <laughs> Face bothered. <laughs> She's a bit crazy, isn't she? <laughs> oh, well, mate, I think, who sang that song? We're all a little crazy. And we are in our own yes. way. Um, yeah. But I think like everything else, you know, to quote Tom Peters, perception is all there is. But I think whatever label or language you use around it, uh, Rebecca, is kind of, it doesn't matter because energy attracts energy. Vibration attracts vibration. People know that they're, you know, I can't, not normal, whatever normal is, by the way, you know, please define what normal is. I know that, you know, mm. the dictionary definition is pr probably something akin to what the majority do. Okay, but that's kind of smacks against the fact that we are beautiful individual beings. And I think in some respect, I don't know if courage is the right word um, to sort of say, have that dare, dare, dare to be individual, dare to be whatever you want to be. And that, you know, and I'll use that F word again, the freedom to shake off, you know, to quote that song um, from Peter, to shake off your lonely bow tags. Shake yeah. them off. Don't have yeah. to carry them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would say dare to be you because so yeah. many people are trying to be someone else and they're trying to do, you know, wearing a, a mask of what they think they should be or who they think that they will uh, be liked uh, if they, you know, who... Whatever the you know um, the thing is the 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 issue is the wounding is that they have of why they're trying to be someone else, um, and you know you talked you talked about when when we're born and we are um, we are enough just as we are you know mm. um, and I think I think you mentioned about um, you know when we're born and you know I feel like looking back to when we're kids what we do when we're kids and how we're being and um that often is an indicator of of you know who we are and then we lose our way and then we kind of walk back home to ourselves um during you know our journey um mm. so yeah it's i think it is a, a courage i think it is a courage just to be vulnerable and be true and um to show up as who you actually are and let go of all of the 
all of the attachments of the fear of the you know um needing to have that validation and Mm. it's all it always comes back to the self doesn't it it's always about going inwards really yeah and that self-love that self-acceptance that self-awareness of this is who I am you know even with our parents that in you know let's generalize and say in most cases are the closest thing to us as we go through life generally but even with that you know I was reminded of this a few years ago with my own kids that somebody said to me they're not your possessions you know you gave them the gift of life to do as they choose with. And that took me some time to kind of shift my acceptance around that. You gave them the gift of life to do with as they choose. Mm. That's the ultimate, ultimate statement in letting go. It's yes. very powerful and very liberating to em- embrace that. Mm. doesn't stop you loving your children, but at the same time, you haven't got them on a the lead. They're not a canine. They're not your mm. possessions. Um, and I can remember particularly at the time being overly protective towards my girls. And it was, you know, in the context of one of my girls that the statement was made. It's like, Paul, let them go. Let them go. Mm. They're not your possessions. Really yeah. tough that was. Really tough. But um, it was good advice. It's good advice. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't have children, but I can, I can only imagine really what a, you know, what, how difficult that that can be when you're, you know, a parent and you bring up a child in this world and you know you've raised them and um, really it's coming from a place of love because you're wanting to just give them mm. and and have give them the best life that they can possibly have. But as you say, that letting go is actually what's going to free them because they're at it would actually go the other way if you're trying to you know bombard in their life and um mm. you know, you're not letting go can actually drive them further away yeah. um yeah the um so for me there's many things in this this great title about you know being um abstract zany crazy whatever you know, there isn't a, I don't think there's a scale that it can be put nice and neat and tidy. And, you know, because, and obviously we've done a lot of work around the six human needs, that need for certainty. People want to put things in nice, neat and tidy boxes. Mm-hmm. You know, that need for certainty, for control. That's what it's all about, control. And when people come into their lives that are the other end of the scale and are more flirting and dancing with variety and creativity, it can be it can be tough to deal with. Mm. It can be tough to deal with. But that's fine because like attracts like, to use a cliche, and you just you build a tribe around you of energetic people that you can dance with. Mm. You, you find your own tribe. And that can oftentimes mean stepping outside the family or close friends or you know, relations or what have you, because the more we grow and the more we become self-aware of who we are, it's like, well, this doesn't actually serve me anymore. And you find this, I've certainly found this, I found it from childhood. You know, I come from a big, so not I'm the only one, uh, you know, uh, within my family, but certainly my um, my cousins, I've got about 14, 15 cousins, big families from the two, you know, the two, um, my two aunties, my mother's sister, sisters um yeah 14 um but i never got on with any of them 
and you know i was labeled because there was loads of them you know safety in numbers they all followed the crowd they all did the same thing and i say to him that's not right what are you doing that for oh shut up you're weird you're not one of us i would say even then i didn't really understand i'm really glad i'm not one of you oh you're better than us oh yeah i didn't say i'm better than you i'm different and i'm glad i'm different and that's really been the story of my whole life really um and I suppose, listeners, I'd kind of just, you know, anybody that's thinking about or worried about being different or perceived to be different or being judged or, you know, whatever, just just crack on. It's your life. It's your gift. Mm. You crack on and you do kiss the sun and you do touch the moon and do snog that mirror every morning. Go on, I dare you to snog <laughs> that mirror and say, do you know what, you sexy, sexy beast. I really love you. <laughs> love it. <laughs> and um, those, you know, those differences that you're talking about, that's what makes people unique. That is what is so beautiful about someone is that that uniqueness that, um, you know, uh, because when you're trying to be everyone else just to be liked, it ends up all being, you know, that's, it, it's the same. It's kind of a re- repeating a, a model. It's just, you, you think that, you know, there's a certain way to be or whatever, just to fit in and, um there's such beauty to be found in what we bring to the world in our unique way. And yeah. so that anyone, as you say, that is feeling like, oh, I'm a bit different or, you know, embrace, em- embracing that is, is as, as a beautiful um, part of, you know, who you are. There's such freedom to be found in that, you know. See, what's just gone through my mind Rebecca, and I'll say Rebecca for the moment, but this this craziness of the alter ego that is whatever her name is, and we know what her name is. I mean, is this a time to kind of let the proverbial cat out the bag? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I feel like there's many alter egos. I feel like there's many different layers of all sorts of different <laughs> people. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there's only one that begins with P, though, isn't there? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you disclose it, if you will. It's, um, you know, I've kind of lit up. What I've done there, listeners, I've done the classic, haven't I? I've kind of put the, the touch, I've lit the touch paper and then run out the room. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, to keep you all, um, yes, I mean, we, we'll reveal it. I was going to say, to keep you all guessing, we'll reveal it on the next <laughs> podcast, but I'll let you all know now. <laughs> so the alter ego is Penny, which uh, also Penelope. Um, so, yes, there we are. But I, it's, it's interesting, though, with names, um, because, you know, I'm I'm known as Rebecca. I mean, that's my name. Um, but I haven't always been Rebecca. I used to be called Becky, and I've been called Beck, and... Um, I've been called Wheelie. Wheelie was a nickname. Um, so it's funny, isn't it, that we, what is in a name as well, mm. you know? Um, and, and like I say, this whole di- identity that we create or is created for us, that's probably a more accurate from childhood. This whole kind of identity is created for, for us, you know, influenced mm. by our peers our parents, our, our, our adults, you know, senior people around us, our environment. And that may or may not resonate with who we are inside. And as you alluded to earlier on, you get to a stage where, um, and I don't think I actually got to the stage because when I look back on my own journey, my own life, 
listeners, I think I've been very consistent in being different and not for the sake of, you know, having significance because look at me, I'm different. I just naturally did not feel aligned with mainstream way of, you know, I felt I was always loving and respectful. And even when I was involved in fear-driven violence, it's like it used to help make me break down and cry after a fight. I'd go home to the darkness of my room. It's like, what? what is this? You talk about crap. That was crazy because that was me living a total, total lie. Mm. And that's why in some respects, um, only to a small degree, maybe I could, you know, I, I, I talk about the stuff, this energy stuff, this love, this, this natural expression of, you know, who I have become and who I am becoming. Um, because the, the physical, the superficial stuff means nothing. You know, I've shed all the tears. I've had the the broken bones through fights or, you know, all the physical stuff that we're supposed to fear. I don't fear it. I don't fear death because there is no death. But we frame this, oh, we're born and then we die. Yes, in this shell called a physical body, yet that is. But then the spirit never dies. Energy cannot be destroyed. It's a well-known scientific fact. It can change state. So if you eat up an ice cube, it changes from a solid to a liquid. Mm. So it changes its state, but you'll never destroy energy. Yeah. And that challenges a lot of belief systems because, you know, we kind of, it becomes normal. I mean, this is a mass generalization, but, you know, I would say a lot of uh, people kind of grow up with this idea that you know we're born and then we die and uh, I guess there's you know, it's a whole other topic to go into there's all the sort of different religions and faith and reincarnation and past life and all of these all of these things and but you're right you know in terms of the energy it, it doesn't um can't destroy energy you know and uh and I think uh, I think that yeah people can struggle with that um concept can't they because it there's no certainty in it you know if if you if you are saying to someone that you know when you die your spirit goes on um that can be challenging to to the people to to people if they need that facts you know certainty of oh well you know so yeah but i i I feel the same i you know that's that's kind of my belief Mm. And to quote Jim Britt, all beliefs are false. It's something we've decided is true as part of our story. Mm. It took me a long time to get the head around that one as well, but I really do see that now. Mm. I really do embrace that. Because we're in the moment, we're experiencing an experience, and we will take out of it what, we'll frame it how we want to frame it, either consciously or subconsciously, through the lens of what we've been taught. You know, if we're wearing dark glasses, everything will seem dark. If we're wearing, you know, rose-coloured tinted glasses, everything will be rose-coloured and pink. Mm. Just take off the glasses and just let it be what it will be. Because the only reality is it's an experience, an experience, an experience. The only power it has is the power that we give it. Mm. Other than that, it's just an experience. There again. You know, for me, there's so much liberation and freedom in that, not to be constrained by this experience, however harrowing. You know, I've experienced death. I've experienced loved ones committing suicide. Um, a lot of, you know, people I've loved have been close to me. I've lost them 
in relationships for whatever reason, that hurt. That's real. Mm. So there's no fluffy kind of, oh, I, you know, sort of ideology here. But what I've learned is with all those experiences in my life, whatever they may have been judged to have been good, bad or indifferent, their experiences. And I have a choice how I'm going to frame that experience. I do have a choice. Yes, yes. Whether and in the simplicity, it's are you going to be a hostage of that experience or are you going to be are you going to take what wisdom you can from it? Because there's gold and there's wisdom to be found in every experience. How you know, even though that may seem crazy, um, mm. because some experiences are very dark, and as as you know, um, so it's it's really incredible to hear. You know, you've kind of gone through and come out the other side. Um, I think that's inspiring for people to hear that. You know, and and come out the other side singing. Am I singing and crazy? Yes. In a yeah. good way. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and the thing is, Penn, so I think, you know, we've, we've broke ground today because your name's out there now, Penny Wheel. Penny <laughs> Wheel is ego. out there. Yeah, well, <laughs> is it the alter ego? I mean, is it, you know, is this not the real Rebecca? I don't Maybe know. Maybe Rebecca's the alter ego. <laughs> <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> you know, there's two sides to the coin. Where will it land? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Who cares? Who knows? Um, <laughs> But this whole kind of thing, I mean, this, you know, we're, we're on a roll because on the previous episode, you actually, you know, we talk about images and beliefs. This belief you had that I'm not a good singer, I being you. And, <laughs> and you, you know, you did a rendition of Bar Bar Black Sheep. I mean, it wasn't comprehensive, but you broke ice. Mm. You broke ice. Yes. You know, so, you know, this whole identity thing, Penny, around, well, I'm not really a good singer. I don't know. Maybe maybe that perception's changing. Maybe that, you know, um, is coming more to the fore now. And that London Palladium duo is beckoning more and more <laughs> and more. Well, actually, it's interesting because maybe the thing of, you know, I'm not a good singer, maybe that is just a story because it's just the fear of actually singing. So actually, that is the frame that I've put it to is I'm not a good singer because that kind of gives me that permission to oh well I can't sing then but you know not I'm not saying that I'm good or bad or you know I don't I don't really know to be honest I can kind of sing a tune and that's about it (laughs) but um yeah yeah, it's interesting I feel like that's part of that story um because that's what we do isn't it when we're in fear of something we create a story around it and we create a narrative of you know oh well you know this means that I can't do that and yeah so blasting out all of those can'ts and the possibilities um yeah it's powerful isn't it because there's nothing I mean is there is anything impossible well when you look at the word impossible just celebrate it I am I'm possible Mm. I'm possible. I mean, okay, you can say that's a zany play on crazy play on words. Maybe it is. But as Henry Ford famously quoted, if you think you can, you're right. And if you think you can't, you're right. Yes, I love that quote. I love that quote. Mm. Yeah. So, um, okay. I think what we've done, listeners, I mean, it's been a bit of a, you know, a dance around the zany playground. That's my new word, listeners, zany. I love the word zany. Yeah, um, Penny's very zany. 
That's why when she <laughs> suggested this, that you know, this title of this podcast, um, I jumped at it. Um, yeah, it's got a bit more of a ring to it, hasn't it? And a bit of a zing to it rather than the abstract penny, the zany penny. Yeah, with the zany questions, with the crazy <laughs> questions. Crazy questions. And I also, I like the word zing. Zing. But you just, yeah, said zing. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> anyway, um, I think we've laid a nice foundation. I think what we've done there, Ben, is, um, yeah, we've laid a foundation for further prodding and poking around silliness and exploration and curiosity and fun and yeah. love and, you know, all the things that, I don't know, am I, am I being too judgmental, listeners, when I say we kind of lose a lot of that when, as we get older? Well, I tell you what, this crazy guy here is is on a mission to bring it back, and I know I'm ably assisted by uh, mine host, aka Penny Wheel. <laughs> Absolutely, watch this space, eh? Watch this space. Anything to add there, Pen? Before we close out. I mean, I think that's all for now, and I look forward to uh, many more crazy episodes, and I'm sure they'll probably get crazier and crazier. So, <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Okay, so listeners, there we have it. Sign off the way that um, – well, I'm not going to sign off because Penny's hosting this. Penny, you sign it off with whether you how you want to sign it off. It's up to you. Ah, yes. Okay. So, uh, yes, thanks for listening, everyone. And um, if you want to check out World Game Changers, uh, we've got a website and we've got a YouTube channel. So please subscribe on YouTube. Um, Paul, uh, I just invite you in if there's anything you want to share, you know, links to anything or um, any last comments, any last remarks. Remember, the world's changing dance with it in a different way thanks very much for listening to this world game changers podcast episode hopefully you found it interesting and helpful drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have and he'll be more than happy to respond remember the world's changing how will you respond <laughs>